the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. B7Dev.com is the app development firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs go from app idea to success because they understand startups and don't charge you huge fees just to get your app off the ground. Learn more at b7dev.com. With over 120 million happy users, Theorem Reach is helping app developers make more money with fun, rewarded surveys that you can easily add to your app. Go check out theoremreach.com to learn more. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to another Friday YouTube Live. I would say the best YouTube live stream on Fridays happening at 9 a.m. Talking all about apps and what we do here is really talk about what's working in the app space today and then also take a look at your apps. And we've got four awesome apps that we're gonna take a look at and give you advice from an ASO perspective and from a UI UX perspective as well. And today my guest, a phenomenal guest, we're gonna talk, she knows so much about ASO and a lot of questions about ASO. And that's why I wanted to have you on Mel, but she is the chief product officer at AppTweak. Go check them out. It is apptweak.com, a phenomenal ASO tool. But without further ado, Mel from AppTweak. Mel, welcome to the show. Thanks. Wow, that was such an introduction. I feel the pressure now. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Good. <laughs> well, I want to say hi to a few people. Leandro is always here. What's up, Leandro? And then we've got Nidia here and then Vinyanyek as well. Hey, Mel, so like, you know, we've been talking a lot about ASO and some of the black hat strategies that I've been testing out on my side. But what's what have you been seeing on your side? Like what's really working in the ASO space? Sure. So yeah, we're not that much into black hat, I guess. I, I like to say more I know. gray hat. I like to say more gray hat. And I, I'm sure you've been doing some some gray hat stuff, which is really cool. Uh, because well, yeah, black hat really means that you're going against, you know, the rules that Apple and Google set. But gray hat gray hat means kind of you're you're testing stuff and you know, it's not really into the rules, but you can get through with it and it can be quite nice. Um, what I've been seeing that's really um, starting to uh, work a lot with our clients is um, I, I feel people are more and more talking about not so much like ASO and paid, but really about search in general. And it's about, you know, how how everything has, has kind of like linked together now that Apple is showing ads as well as Google on the search. Um, what we're seeing with clients is really people are using more and more um, uh, search ads insights and other insights from page strategies and putting that into their ASOs. So I feel like these two worlds that were really separated and, and kind of in silos before are really coming together to now, now and we're seeing like these teams kind of merge together and, and work together on, on their ASO and their search ads and they, they actually get some, some really amazing results uh, when they put their knowledge together. The search ad side of things, do you have any recommendations on how we should approach search ads? I've created a few content about like running basic, advanced, anything on the AdWord side too that you want to get into? Sure. Um, so I'll, I think, well, I, I'd rather, I, I use a lot of search ads because uh, compared to Google AdWords, where you have much more control and you also have much more data uh, on, on what's working out there. Um, how to use search ads? Well, there's obviously there's like, loads of different strategies. 
but I think it's what's really interesting when it comes mostly to ASO. So obviously you want to use your search ads for your own brand protection and brand awareness and, and you know, bid on all those competitors you want to bid on. But when it really comes to ASO, I think you can um, basically what we like to do is get a part of the budget, uh, get a little bit of that budget to actually for exploration and keyword exploration that can then be used for your ASO. And so it's about putting a little amount of money um, and uh, what you can do advanced search ads. Um, I recommend more advanced search ads uh, because then you have total control. And then the idea is that, like, you know, you test your hypothesis. What are the keywords that you think? Uh, might be interesting and um, and you, you put a list of keywords you can really like think broadly here and then you can see okay uh, what is the conversion rate that you get on those keywords and then then use those keywords which have high conversion make sure those are the ones you target on on your ASO and what's nice with search ads as well is that you know you can activate that broad match and even Apple can actually give you some new ideas some new keywords that you would never have thought of but are actually performing your app is performing quite well on those and that's also interesting to implement as your ASO yeah, I like that too. I know the audience has been asking me because I created a, I was like, here's two search ads campaigns that you should set up. And they were like, can you create some AdWords stuff? So I'll have to dig into a little bit of AdWords side. And I was relying on some. Well, AdWords is much more mysterious because you don't choose the words. You can actually, you know, make your app appear on. Um, but yeah, that's definitely some high potential there as well. Okay. Now I'll take a look at that. So I want to share with you and you get, if you guys have any questions, please leave comments below. I know you're saying hi to a lot of people. So thank you for being here. I want to share with you guys what's on deck and some of the apps I've already let everybody that's going to be audited. So if you guys do want your apps audited by me and a potential guest, we've seen some phenomenal. So if you guys, a couple of weeks back, we shared a case study with one of Rudy from the audience who we audited his app and we've seen phenomenal success. And so Rudy just emailed me. He's like, Steve, what more can I do? Because he's seen so much more growth and it's not just downloads, right? Like it's also optimizing the app. So go fill out that form at masters.com slash audit. Please don't email me about when I'm going to get to it. There's a long list, but that is the form to use. So we've got this app, the Nunomic dictionary. we got this one that's in beta right now. It's a sort of like a word game score words. And then we've got Sitzley and also Better Facts. And then I'm mirroring my Android phone right here. <laughs> I finally figured that out, Mel. <laughs> but we'll kind of, we'll, we'll go through those a little bit. And I want to answer any of your questions. So I know, all right, well, let's ask you this, Mel. We've got Vinyan, Vinyan, Vinayak, Vinayak asks, will backlinks help to rank my app in the App Store? Um, so quick answer is no, not on the Apple App Store. So there's, um, from what we've seen, there's actually no impact on backlinks on your, uh, how your Apple app ranks in the Apple App Store. On Google, um, yes. So uh, it is recommended to have like backlinks uh, to help your app rank in the, in the store. But the impact is so indirect. There's so many other things that you can do that will require much less effort and have much bigger impact than the backlinks because it's not just about having like thousands of backlinks linking to your app. Google is much smarter than that. What he looks into is who is linking to your app and what is the, um, they call it the rank power of that page. And so, you know, you need to actually really do it seriously, ask these big blogs and big app blogs that have this high rank power to reference your app. And so that takes a lot of time. Uh, and so, if, you know, especially if you have a small team, uh, I think there's a lot more you can do on, on Google that's much more straightforward, much more in your, within your control, and that has a much higher impact uh, immediately. Such as, Mel? 
of course. Well, <laughs> also, uh, there's a whole keyword optimization. So, you know, making sure that you're targeting the right keywords, making sure that you have the right density of those keywords. So I'm really talking for Google right here. Um, so density means that you are repeating the, the keywords you want to focus on across your title, your, your, your short description, and your description. Um, so if you have like this real keyword that you want to target and you just have it in your title, well, that's a shame. You're missing out on opportunity because the idea is that the more you repeat keywords across those sections on Google, the more they'll have um, a weight. On Apple, it's quite different. So it's really about putting the right keywords in the right areas. You don't need to repeat them, but uh, you, you do need to know that the keywords that you put in your title will have more weight than those in the subtitle and then, than those in the keyword field. Um, that's also obviously everything that's linked to conversion. And so that's uh, optimizing your screenshots, make sure they're catchy, but make sure they really also um, very simple to understand. And, and that's kind of some comments that I have for a few apps that we'll be um, reviewing is that people, when they scroll, they, they literally spend like two seconds on, on, your, on your app, your app uh, preview. And so you really want to make your screenshots stand out and make them very catchy and very um, easy to understand at just one glance. Uh, people don't need to like you know focus concentrate and then understand what the screenshot is about because then that's just going to keep scrolling and they're not going to stop on your app i know we talked a lot about the webinar we did with the app follow back in the day way with keyword density what and i asked you then and i'll ask you again if you've seen any changes like what is the right amount of keyword density we should have in our long description and does it impact should we just be focused on the long description or should we be worried about keyword density in the title and the short description as well yeah, so for sure. So obviously, um, whatever I say here, um, you, the first rule is always that it has to be you know, natural language. It has to look nice, and you can't go into keyword stuffing. And so typically, um, yes, it's really interesting to repeat a keyword in your title, also in your short description, and then again in your description, because title and, and short description do have like a higher weight. And so um, you know, if you were repeat to repeat that keyword across all three fields, that's really giving a strong message to Google that this is a, an important keyword. But on the other hand, you can't do that for all keywords because then you just, you know, you can't just repeat your title in your short description and have exactly the same keywords there. That's just weird. And it's not going to be like in terms of conversion, that's not going to have a very positive um, impact. Um, and then the, regarding the description itself, uh, well, we are often asked like, how long should my description be? And, and my answer is more like, Focus on density rather than, than length of the description. And so by that, I mean, so we have this little tool in, in AppTweak where it, it very easily, and there's also a free tool for those who aren't on AppTweak. There's a, a free tool if you go to AppTweak free tools, there's a, a density calculator there. Um, and what it does basically is it calculates how many times your um, keyword is repeated based on the length of your density, uh, of your description. And so, um, you know, if your description is five sentences long and you have nothing more to say, well, that's fine. But any keyword that you repeat like three to five times in there is going to have a very high density. Whereas um, if you have like, uh, I don't know, 2,000 characters in there, well, obviously, you're going to need to repeat that same keyword much more if you want to get a higher uh, density uh, density score. And a good level of density, I always recommend if you have a, a, you know, a long description, is 2%. Um, so anything above 2% is quite high. Um, and you'll see that it's actually very hard to get while avoiding keyword stuffing. So yeah, this is the Memoric Dictionary. So they nice. They've got a lot of vocabulary in there, which is great. Um, the word mnemonic, which is a very high density as well. And then GRE, that I found that's pretty smart. So they're targeting all these um, 
international exams, which actually have very high volume. And I found that that's really, really smart. Um, and I actually, I think that in their short description, they have all these um, exams uh, names in there, uh, but they, I think they're missing one. There's like the TOEFL one, which I think is, uh, they put it in the description, but they didn't put it in the short description. I found that was kind of a shame because it's also high volume and because they still have space in their short description for those extra five characters. So I was, you know, that's already a tip there to add that TOEFL. Well, let's get into it then, uh, as we're as we're talking about it. So, what what was the keyword? And I used to have this thing where it would show the short description. So, unfortunately, I don't have that right now. The little plugin, it's not working for me for some reason. But what were the keywords that you thought was missing from this? Yeah, so I can I can read. I have it down here because I'm I'm on App Tweet. I have the short description right here. So it's fun and easy way to master G R E G M A T S A T E E L T S vocabulary using mnemonic. Got and it. 72 characters, and you can go up to 80. So you still have space for eight more. And, um, you know, when I was doing, I was kind of looking. So I put all these words into AppTweet to test the volume and see what traffic they were driving. Um, and on one side, I, and I, I found that all those exam names, they really actually have very high traffic. So that's, that's great. I think that's very smart to put those words in there. And so if I looked at their density, um, apart from the GRE, the others were quite feeble. So, you know, I don't want you to repeat that list five times in your description, but if you can, you know, try to repeat it twice, that can already be like um, a nice, you know, a nice plus. And then that was, that was the word TOEFL that I found in the description. I thought it was, you know, why don't you add that in the short description as well? Because mm. I thought that's also a very high, high this volume. Um, TOEFL. So, yeah. Got it. Yeah, I like it. So fun and easy, probably not necessary, right? Like. And I, you know, what I was thinking about too, Mel, is like, as you start thinking through here, I'll, I'll show the, the kind of the listing. So he ranks really well for mnemonic, but with Google, like all you really see is the icon. It's tiny and I'm on a Moto G something. I don't know exactly, but essentially like you don't see much. Whereas Apple, you see the screenshots and it's, but it's really hard to get this, the user to like pick on something. So I, I felt like for Google, like when you're looking at search rankings, the icon, the app name, super important, but really the ratings and the downloads seem to be just as important factors too. And whereas yeah. Apple, I might focus more on the screenshot optimization with Google. It might be like, yo, where do I get more ratings for my app and more, you know, like maybe cheap downloads too. No, for sure. So that's it's kind of a disadvantage for, um, which is strange because usually it's not the other way around. But you know, Google is kind of putting a disadvantage here, smaller apps that are launching their apps because you, yeah. you start with a disadvantage because you don't have downloads and it's, you know, at the beginning it's hard to have a high number of ratings. And those definitely play a very important role in your conversion. Whereas, you know, on Apple, the main visible thing is the screenshots. And what's interesting is I have seen like some Googles, sometimes when I do a search on Google, I do see the screenshots. So I know Google is kind of A-B testing that. Oh, I see. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so that's also another reason why you know your screenshots strategy is quite different on Apple and Google. Um, but I actually quite like the icon here. I, I had a few notes. I think uh, what I liked about it was that um, it's very simple. There's a nice dominant color, which mm -hmm. means it's quite easy to recognize, and, and it's quite a bright color, which really attracts the the user's eyes. Um, I just I know I'm not that convinced about the loading bar. Um, and I found this other app that um, I, I added it as a competitor, and it also had that loading bar image, but the loading bar was much like, fuller. So it was mm. like 92%. And I think that, that was a little smarter because it kind of gave the sense of, I'm just there to achieving something. And so, you know, you want to, you know, it was a bit more encouraging 
than that load bar, which is at 40%, which is kind of discouraging. So right. that's like quick thing that came up into my head um, as well. It's That's it. It's the GER vocabulary, but I have it on my screen here. It's with a load bar underneath. That's it. This yeah. One? Oh, well, you don't have it with. Oh, oh there maybe it is. it's this one. That's it. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point. I like it. Yeah. Oh, I thought okay. it was nice. You know, it's like, oh, I'm nearly there. Uh, right. I thought. Right. Versus, uh, I'm pretty far off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like exactly. it. I like it. So I think icon's nice. It's nice and simple, which is really important. Right. So Sharif wanted to talk about UI UX and monetization strategies. So we'll take a look at that real quick, and I'll open the app. I've got them all loaded. First time using it, so I'm going to give you guys raw feedback on the app as I'm using it. And the the thing that I always say is, look, this is the first time I'm opening it. And if I forget, maybe I remember, but if I forget, like, it's good to just remind me like, Hey, you know, uh, I'll pull back the app again, but this numonic will help you ace your whatever exams, whatever that main benefit is kind of like what you have in your screenshots, kind of regurgitate that just really quick. It doesn't have to be a long onboarding screen, but a few slides, it just reminds me what this app is all about because a lot of times we'll we'll forget so some of the things that you're already using here what i also like to do when i'm thinking about what to write in these things is look at you got a lot of reviews a lot of great reviews so read through some of these reviews and then kind of pick out what they really like so kind of use those and regurgitate those same words back when you're loading this but overall really good you want me to pick any of these mel yeah go ahead let's go for magush thousand what's that Magushin thousand. All right, study these words. All right, let's see how good we are. And I know you guys, it's harder to see, so I apologize. Tirade, okay? Tired, if you show tired. I don't know what these at the very bottom mean, but add mnemonic, angry, okay? Mm, dupe, to trick, okay? Duplicate, Chinese, China produced duplicate products by trick, okay? I guess I, we can add our own mnemonics to kind of remember. So dupe is to All trick. Right. Okay, so it's like an interactive. People add their their tips to to remember yeah. that. Nice. Person with morale, principle, unprincipled. Okay. Reprobate. Reprobate. <laughs> Robot who raped. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, Retrieve eight. You're trying to prove again and again that you did not eat ate the food, but actually you ate it. Reprobate. Okay. <laughs> It's actually fun. <laughs> I'm having fun with this. They have an upvote system, you know, like like oh yeah, I like that one. That well, that one really helped me remember that word. Right. Nice. So, oh, I can't. I guess we can rate it, but people are rating these. It's, I don't know who's rating them. How do they get? How do I rate five stars? Oh, I got to sign in. Okay, that's cool. Okay. All right. So far. Paucity. Oh, scarcity. Uh, for whole city, which is scarce. Okay. I'm pause city. A city is pause and life here is sluggish. This is great. I should give this to my son. I'm actually enjoying this. All right. I don't know what your monetization is because that's what you're asking for. So let's try to find it. And this is what I try to do with a lot of apps. It's like, where is the monetization? Does Google play show the monetization at the bottom? Like Apple does. Does it have any in apps or I don't know. Yeah. It seems like you don't have anything related to monetization. What I always suggest is people end up hiding the monetization, being like too scared, right? Like, hey, don't, don't pay me yet. 
just you got to go through a lot of stuff before you actually want to pay me and i don't think that works right like you no. want to put it right up front and center that yeah. hey you're gonna eventually have to pay and so what i would suggest to you sharif is either lock some of these or allow me to study but like some of these should be locked right i don't know how long i have to go before i do these and you start showing me but if you go back a couple of weeks and when i did the geometry solver case study and we 17x we've done more than 17x it's like 30x revenues now but we locked a lot of this content right and so if it's first 10 words for free or first three words i'm enjoying the app already and so when i hit that screen i'll just go through these just to see if i can hit the the paywall but you got to start locking them and so maybe the first lesson's free but everything else is paid you have to start and what i would always suggest is putting some banner ads just so you can say like remove ads and that's what we did with that geometry solver is he just had to remove ads and the ads were smell no, like they were like not even intrusive so even if you added a little app banner ad down here it won't be as intrusive and what it allows you to do is have different options so like unlock this lesson or remove ads or unlock all lessons and psychology says that hey we as users we want options because then we feel like we're in control and that's what we did with the geometry solver we had to remove ads a full version and or like all calculators or all forms and then a full version that had remove ads and the, all the calculations into one and so we can show value easily when we have that and then it's like oh okay i'm just gonna unlock the full version because it's the same price as the the other version and so we we're a rational human being so we're just like i want to go where the value is and you can easily show value by showing multiple options to purchase so that's what i would say about the app anything you want to add mel yeah i i really agree with you on the um on the whole you know a locking content and also the fact that when I download an app and I know there's an in-app purchase, I'm kind of really suspicious of like, where is it hidden? Like where, at what point um, I, I needed to pay? And so like, as long as I don't see it, I feel that kind of suspicious feeling. Uh, right. Like, can I hit this without, you know, being paid some or like being charged? Right. So I think that's that's very true. It's like kind of reassuring to say, okay, this is my limit as a free access and this is where I need to pay. Right. Um, and I also think it's kind of that same feedback with that load bar is like, you know, you get in and there's like a tons of lessons there and it feels kind of overwhelming. And whereas maybe, you know, if only the first three were uh, were unlocked and then, you know, I would have to like do something to unlock the, the, the second free. And it, at the beginning, it could be it can be like not even pay, you know, just do something to unlock the rest. It just helps me kind of say, OK, this is where I need to start. And these are the steps I need to go through. And then, you know, I start playing with the app. And I'm like, OK, I'm actually enjoying it. And then there's a lot of testing to do there, like at what point um, is the message to go to the next step actually converts in terms of, of money as well. And so yeah. that might be a really interesting thing to test is like, okay, how, after how many lessons are users like, you know, really intent to, to putting money into this um, without, you know, if you wait too long, that they'll just get used to getting this free and, and they'll never want to pay for it. Now, anyway, with this, Mel, like I've, I had an app where I was really loving it for seven days and I was just like, oh my God, this is so great. It was a motivational app. And all I did was put send push notifications of motivational quotes every like five times a day. And I was just like, I was in a rut. Maybe it's the pandemic, maybe whatever it was. And I was just feeling great. And the first couple of days, I was like, I think I should subscribe. I should subscribe, right? And I feel like there's a short window where we have this like really big excitement. And I feel like it's a seven days just to make it round because we all talk about seven day retention. But it was within that window and I kept wanting to buy, kept wanting to buy, and I just didn't buy. And now I'm at a point where 
I probably don't want to buy anymore. And so I feel like we have this short window where you really have to like get people knowing where these locks and these premium features are and you got to get them to buy. Otherwise you might have lost that window too. So that, that's really true. And I can share a personal experience on that as well. I signed up to Blinkist, which kind of summarizes books. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I heard the first three books right for free. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I was like, okay, I need to subscribe now. And I even subscribed to the yearly plan because the yearly plan was so much cheaper than the monthly plan. I was like, I cannot miss that deal. Right. And, you know, I was like, you know, I've been listening to this every week, I mean, every day of the week now. So that's cool. And then once I subscribed, obviously, I didn't keep up that pace. But, you know, I already paid. So Blinkist doesn't care about that anymore. But you right. know, tips of like, yeah, you need to make that guy pay when he's really into the app as well. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we, we always say like show it sooner rather than later because you might lose that window. They might have been so apt at learning all these different yeah. words, but then after a while, like it's just human behavior. We're so excited in the very beginning, but then we lose steam yeah. afterwards too. All right. But not with the app space. We've been, you and I, we've been doing this for a very long time. So we still love apps. All right. Let's get into Guitar Blast. He says, does revenue have impact on keyword rankings in iOS app store? Wow. That's a, yeah. Interesting question. Um, I'm, I really don't think so. So that's definitely something we have never like tested, but honestly, I really don't think so. I'm, I, I work a lot with huge game clients and their major issue is to how do they keep their app in like top rank positions? These guys are making like tons of money. They're always number one in the grossing uh, rank. So obviously the, your revenue will impact how you rank in the grossing uh, top charts, but otherwise on keywords, there's no impact and, and these, games I work with that are always in the top grossing, they're always challenged on these top keywords that they have by, you know, people that are like copying their apps or people that are doing similar things or people that are stealing their keywords, doing apps that, you know, explicitly target the same keywords as they do. And these guys sometimes get, yeah, above them. And so I'd say definitely the downloads do have an impact. Um, so especially download velocity. So that means if you launch an app and it's having a high level of downloads very quickly, that definitely is a big driver for a good uh, keyword ranking, but revenue, no. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. If you were going to say that download velocity, I feel like it's a lot more important than the revenue side. All right, what's happening, Demetrios? Mile, hi, Steve. Long time. Well, I'm glad you're back. Let's not <laughs> do the next time. Let's not wait too long for the next time, and then not in touch these days, Vignac. So, Andy, what's happening, man? I'll be in SoCal on Sunday, so I'll see you hopefully soon. Mile says. Does doing alpha testing and then releasing the app better as the alpha testing will not have any ratings, but have rest of the stats. So what do you feel about like soft launching and releasing an app during the alpha stage? Um, so honestly, I would definitely recommend it. We've seen, um, again, we've worked with some gay studios that uh, do a lot of uh, soft launch and it's, it's really worked out for them. Uh, also the fact that at one point it was kind of like this, uh, especially on Apple, it was like this new feature. And so whenever you would do um, like pre-launch an app, um, you would automatically rank really high because Apple is like, oh, this is something new. And um, during the, the whole soft launch, Apple kind of checked like, oh, people are actually interested in this. And so they really show you quite high in the rankings. Um, and also like more like the, without the pre-launch, the old school uh, alpha launching, when what we have lots of clients is they launch the app for real, but you know, in soft countries where they have like smaller markets, but markets that are more um, open to new things and testing things. And that really helps them improve this, like considerably improve the app and the UX and, and the bugs and everything before it actually goes live into a, ma a massive market like the US, which is so competitive, 
you know, people are just going to download your app. They're going to play with it. They find a bug that is finished. You are not going to get that user back. So you really want to get that first experience, right? And um, that's why alpha launching uh, testing is definitely really important. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Definitely do it. All right. Let's speaking of soft launch, we'll take into this other app. And I, so, oh man, let me forget the Aldolfo. Aldolfo says here, this is his app. He's soft launching it. We had another app and I was like, he switched it off to this app, Mel. Yeah, but I the paper hangman app. Is that right? Yeah, I apologize if I didn't tell you, but he emailed me right after I emailed everybody, hey, your app's going to be on Friday. He's like, hey, can you do this app anyways? Because it's an alpha right now in Columbia, I believe. And so we'll take a look at this. And I mean, any like real results, any feedback right now from an ASO perspective, Mel? Just looking at the app store presence? Yeah, I, so I like the icon because it's, um, it's quite lively. Um, I, I'd like to see how it looks like on a phone because I see there's a lot of details and sometimes when there's too much detail, it, it's, I think of the app icon always needs to be simple. Um, but I'm, yeah, I guess I need to see it on a phone before, before, you know, deciding, because I, I like it like that. It's very like lively and happy, which is nice. But if you see it mixed with other icons, does it look a bit too complicated? Who knows? My phone's not pro acting properly. The icon right here. I agree with you. I think what I've, I'm not a big Android user, but having this phone now, what I've noticed is that yeah, too much detail on Android is not, it won't see it. So I almost want like, if it's gonna be about soccer, like a big old soccer ball, and then maybe the words goal, but make it bigger because yeah. it looks great on the web, but when you're on this tiny little screen, and I'll show you the search results again, you don't really get a sense of what it is at all here. Like, I'll just go into apps real quick. This is a lot bigger, but in the search results, when people are actually searching for your app, let's just put soccer since we're on again, they they become tiny, right? Like it's yeah. so, so those little details while great, they get lost in the fold. And I mean, you guys can't see it that well here because I need to zoom in on this. I don't know how to do that, but anyways, I'm sure somebody in the comments can tell me I'm using AirDroid. help me, but yeah. But so. here, if you look at those search results, you know, there's two, who's of the apps that, um, you have that, like that football, um green color that's mm. i think that, i mean those are the two that i think really stand out it, it's because they have that bright green even though you know i can kind of guess it's a sky shooting at a ball into a goal uh but i think that's smart because it's a very that color green is really associated to football mm -hmm. so yeah, i think that's that's how you kind of need to make your app stand out yeah, and I think you can make these tiles a little bit bigger too, so that it, you would kind of know that's a word game because I think that's what he's going for too. The fact that it's a word game. Now let's go through these, some of these screenshots if I can. Come on, web, don't mess with me. Okay, so we got score words. Yeah, I definitely add. Um, I, I, you're probably going to say the same thing. Go for it. Actually, sentence that says, "Okay, what am I looking at here, and what's the value of that screenshot?" Yeah, let's see. Maybe that's because it looks like he put the place to actually put that caption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, I can bring it up on, on the actual screen too. So like, man, the screenshots are tiny here too. It's crazy how mm -hmm. little app like Google pays attention to everything. That's why I just keep thinking like, wow, I feel like downloads, you know, this download number right here is way more important. Like if I was a user, I'd be looking at downloads and ratings, kind of like when I make Amazon purchases, like what's the number of reviews? And then, you know, what's the star rating? And that's all I'm looking at. And I feel like Apple or Google is moving towards the same thing. It's hard to convince people, but 
yeah, like Mel said, like add some words. What is this game if I'm not sure what the game is? Because show how much you know about football. It's a word game. Show how much. So like talk about it. Like, are you really a football fan? Right? Yeah, I think, you know, again, as I was saying, like when, when you scan through the the app store, you, you want to know, or the place, or you want to know immediately what the app is about. And so um, either through the, the video or the, or the screenshots, it should have those free catchy sentences that convince you that this is a cool app and that's, those are the free reasons why you should download it. Yeah. Um, so you really need to think conversion here. That's it. I mean, it's that simple. Like how well, and then maybe go on the competitive side. How well do you know it, you know, and see yeah. if people can go or on that side. It's, it's also a comment I had for the previous app. I had a look at their video. So I know that I saw this one had a video as well. Um, I did read something um, yesterday that said that people generally, their attention like stops after five seconds. And mm. I, I really like the video of the mnemonic uh, app, but you know, it took like 10 seconds to actually get to the message like, hey, this is what the app does and it's good. And they have like this typing effect, which I think they could be much quicker. It does like a series of things they could do to make the video just exactly the same content, but everything goes like, gets to the user much faster. And um, I think that's really important. Like typically here, we've already lost two seconds for the, um, you know, for the, to show the, the that panda. Mm -hmm. So, oh, they are, you're launching the app? I thought you were launching the video. <laughs> no, no, it's just launching the app itself. Okay. But yeah. Have you seen I, any like positive, any like A-B testing video versus non-video on Google Play side? Yeah, so um, very like, uh, yeah, trick question because there's really no answer except, you know, test for yourself, which is yeah. kind of boring boring answer but really that's from so we've really did a a study across uh set by 100 apps and we tested um we, we compared apps that used to have a video and removed it and apps that had it like didn't have a video and added it or ads that were a b testing that having a video or not on google and mm -hmm. we found that really in it was really like half and half half of the cases decided to keep the video half the cases decided to remove the video and so it's like, okay, so basically there's no big trend as to, okay, definitely apps say that they should keep a video. Uh, but we do have clients ourselves that added a video and increased conversion by 30%, which is huge. Wow. So definitely something to try. But yeah, for sure it doesn't work for every app either. You also need to find the good video. You know, having a bad video can be even worse. So yeah, it's... I know we talked about the previous one, games being the category that video might be a really positive result across the board. Do you, did you see across of what you said, what, you know, like that 30%, what was the category of the app where you saw the 30% increase in yeah, conversion? Yeah, definitely in gaming. Yeah, for, gaming? For sure. okay. yeah. so we really had in gaming, um, we've, we've had very positive returns on how, but this is really casual games. So I'm not even, you know. I see. Not even, I, I don't even know for word games. It was really casual games. Um, and definitely that works. Um, whereas, you know, we have this fitness app, but they said that they tried like lots of different videos. They invested a lot of money in producing all those videos, testing, 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 and nothing. Always the screenshots work better. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like that's why I tell my clients too, Mel. I'm like, hey, we haven't seen positive results. So if you can get something good for something affordable, test it. It might help, but it's not across the board. So. Yeah. All right, Adolfo, as I've been playing the game, 
I don't know why, how it's related to soccer and football. It looks like it's just one of those word games that we've seen in the past. As I finish each level, you know, this there's a little break. This might be an opportunity to hit me with a rewarded video, allow me to double these little three crowns or whatever points that I've gotten. So allow me to watch a video and maybe get six or nine points out of that too. One of the things that we've also talked about is using impatience. So I should run out of stamina as I go through this. And I know if you look at phase 10, I did a little thing, a video on this, but I'm using stamina, quote unquote, every time I play, every time I hit a level. And so after I run out of stamina, hey, do I want to continue playing or watch a video and gain more stamina? And it's a good way to monetize. But I don't know what's the difference of why is this soccer related besides seeing soccer players in the background. Yeah, the words should be soccer related, maybe. That's what I was expecting. And that's not what I'm getting to. Yeah. So let's look at some of these prize things. So I'll look at this prize. Okay, good. Great retention thing. I know this is something that a lot of people have done. So I will spin. How do I spin? Oops. Dang it. Now you're showing me an ad. Screw you. <laughs> I like being mean <laughs> on these things. Uh, I'll be the Simon. You be the, the Paula. You be the nice one, okay? All right, well, I actually like the little effects of, you know, going from one level to another. I think that's nice. Um, cool. Ooh, yeah, so I think, do I just spin like this? So I don't know how to spin. I don't know if I have a spin. It says spin is one, right? Like I have one spin. spin. Okay. Oh no, you have a free spin in like 24 hours. Oh no, yeah. You okay. So I was supposed to press the, I didn't know where to press. All right, Adolfo. Yeah, you should yeah. press on the anywhere. Works. Yeah, it oh. should allow me to press anywhere really. Okay, this is good, right? Yeah. Like, do I want to do another one? No, thanks, but great way to monetize. I don't have any way to spin again. Spin again is the big one. I did hit that. Yeah, otherwise it looks really good. Let's and see. what what are those, is that like? Hmm. So mega offer, you might want to show a mega offer, this mega offer upon like playing three or four and give them like Mel and I just talked about, there's a short window of time when people are really excited and having fun. If I played four in a row, you probably got that excitement level. Hey, want to continue for like, you know, make an offer to me. Cause I think one, it shows that there are offers inside and two, you might get me at the right time to want to play. So I don't know what these coins do though, but all right. And then points. Okay. That's just like the leaderboard for points. Don't know how to get out of this. Okay, there you go. Cool. Otherwise, really good looking app. Good job, my friend. I won't spend too much time on this. All right, we got a lot of questions to get to, and we've only got 17 minutes. So let's rush through this stuff. That's All right, fine. Mel. How are you doing right now? Good? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. All right. All right. Somebody asked about, yeah, here we go. Official Ben 10. How much time will it take for a new app to start ranking on low volume relevant keywords? Right. That's, um, yeah, good question. Actually, it can take no time at all. So, um, well, typically, um, if you have a very, you know, niche keyword, um, I'm thinking of that app mnemonic. I, I don't know how to pronounce that name, but I mean, that is such a very niche keyword that it's very low volume keyword. So I, I looked up the, the word mnemonic and it, no one, I mean, it's, there's like no volume there, uh, but, uh, it's, there's also no competition. And, um, and so it's very easy to rank there. So, um, so, to, or, you know, if you have a new brand name that doesn't exist, well, you'll probably rank number one on your brand name, which is cool, but your brand, if it's a new brand, it doesn't have um, any traffic. 
Um, and so what's interesting is to start, you know, try to, that's the whole thing about ASO is to gradually um, be able to climb up those keywords. And so start at first, you know, targeting what are the long tail relevant keywords. So keywords that are really relevant for your app that do have a minimum of traffic um, and where you can, you know, start ranking number one uh, because they're relevant. So that's really important. If you want to rank number one, the only way you get there is because people are typing that keyword and they're clicking on your app and that conversion or they're installing your app because it's relevant. Uh, it's really your app answers to their search. Um, that is the number one factor of, of, of rank of keyword ranking. Um, and then how, how did you get from that stage to, you know, targeting more higher volume keywords? Uh, well, again, if you target lots of these long tail keywords and you're getting that number one and you're kind of driving more and more traffic to your app. And this is where, again, there's not just ASO, there's paid. Uh, if you get marketing campaigns to drive traffic to your app, that is going to give your app more power to then target higher volume keywords. And, um, and you know, and, and, and that's how you gradually um, climb up that ladder of being able to target high volume keywords and actually getting a high rank there. I like it. All right, Bianca has a great question. Bianca says, have you heard of a strategy to launch with all in-app purchases free just to get ratings, the jumpstart, and then charging? What do you think? That sounds kind of like tricking the user. I don't know if I'm a big fan of that. Um, so yeah, why don't you just launch your free app and then add in apps? I don't know. Um, I'm not a fan of, you know, you, you're, because your, your current users, they're going to be using your app and then suddenly you're going to start charging them for the same actions that they used to do for free. That is just the best way to get lots of negative reviews in one go. And that is going to crush your app. So I, I wouldn't go in there. I don't know what you think, Steve. I, so you I feel the same way. I think what you want to test, Bianca, is will people buy, right? I think if you give enough value, so you have to think through what are the free features. And then you want to keep them paid because you're trying to test if people will buy, right? I think people yeah. like your app. They're going to probably rate it, rate it favorably. And so, yeah, just give away the right amount of free features, but lock some up. They don't mind. Most people don't mind paying. I know. They're like, oh, a dollar, two dollars. But in the end, you also want to test your monetization. Giving away for free, you might just get bad data that says, oh, wow, people are buying a lot of this stuff for, but it's because they're free. Like, you know, so you want to test the monetization too. I think you're kind of ruining that test if you make it free. For sure. All right. Oh, I want to give you a shout out too, because I loved it too. Uh, I think this was a developer, but loading bar, when you mentioned the loading bar, she also said this too. She or he. All right, Rohit asks, is it difficult to compete with larger larger organizations doing so much to rank themselves at the top of the app store? How much does total down, we kind of talked about this, but maybe this is worth mentioning one more time. Yeah, really quick. So um, it, obviously it's going to be difficult, but it's really not impossible, especially again, the gaming sector is a great example because it's very volatile. Um, obviously, apps in the social network, for instance, well, before, you know, competing against WhatsApp and, and Facebook, you're going to need to have, like, nearly as many users as they do. So it depends on which space you're in. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely room for new apps out there. And what's really important is not so much the total number of downloads, but the downloads you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. If your app is new and it's getting downloads and every day it's getting more and more downloads, that's a nice flag to Apple, like, hey, this app is trending. I'm going to boost it a bit. And so that, you know, that's really important is what we call the download velocity. Yeah. On that note, Andy asks, Hey, Stephen Mel, how long should I wait until I launch? Should I hire an ASO service right away? Or should I, you know, be at a comfortable organic growth? 
Um, well, again, it depends, you know, where you stand, what's your budget. But yeah. uh, I, I, I think ASO, um, you know, it, it's kind of scary. There's a lot of knowledge in there, but um, really, well, not to do advertising, but there are a lot of tools there that just help you out. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a huge amount of blogs to help you out there. So you can definitely do that at the beginning um, alone. Um, and I think you probably want to hire other people before you actually hire someone dedicated to ASO. Uh, from what I've seen in teams that we work with, like having like someone dedicated to ASO, those are like probably like very big app publishers. And generally they just have someone responsible for UA and who does paid marketing, but also ASO. So, you know, when you're at a smaller stage, you want to have these people that have multiple, multiple roles. And ASO is probably just part of the job of anyone who is uh, responsible for UA. Yeah, I agree too. I, it's sort of like, it's a chicken and egg thing. And I'll bring myself back up. It's chicken and egg thing, Andy, right? Like if you're not getting an organic growth, launch it. Like we all have tons of free services. You can check out AppTweak's blog, really good stuff there. You can check out some of my videos. You've got enough knowledge to launch it on you. If you're not getting enough, then, you know, maybe talk to somebody that can help you with it. But if you, you're getting like, you know, the, the case study we did, we were, he was only getting 50, 60 downloads a day and fixing the product helped to increase those revenues. So if you've got some great, then you've already figured it out. If you're getting anything under 10, you might need some professional help too. All righty. Tala. Hey, Steve. Hey, Tala. Alex says, this is a great question, Mel, but. Alex, longtime listener, first time live participant. Welcome, Alex. I'll continue doing these. If the app spans categories like productivity and social networking, does it matter which one's primary versus secondary for? And he said, from an ASO perspective, of course. Um, so uh, yes, actually, because I think like the secondary category, it's totally um, it's totally optional. I actually think that Apple doesn't even take that into account. So actually only your primary category is going to work there. And so how does that impact? Well, it's just, a especially on Google, Google is going to look at, okay, in similar apps or things like that, uh, it's going to look at, you know, what your category, your reference, what are the tags you're using and, and kind of define similar apps in that. But otherwise it's just going to impact how you rank in the category and only the primary category counts. That's interesting, Mel, because I have heard from others. It's kind of like that video test. I've heard from others, like if you're switching primary categories and you know, I agree with you, if it's just the primary, if you start switching those, it might help your rankings and your downloads too. And so try to find a less competitive category that tends to be especially oh, yeah. in the very beginning. And so that might help your keyword rankings too. Yeah. So, so sorry, what, what I mean is like, um, whatever you do, it's the primary category that will count, but it will, it's how do you define that primary category? That is important because as you say, some categories are much more competitive than others. It's going to be much harder to rank in the top, top rankings there. Also, um, in some categories are much more volatile than others. And typically social network category, um, the, you know, people that are number one there, they're there for like ages. And so yeah. it's really hard to get there. Whereas casual games, well, that changes every week. So that's also thing to consider. All right, let's 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 go to one more question. Guitar Blast had the same question. So great question, Alex. Tala says, can you shed some light on app bundles on the App Store? How does that impact ASO, Mel? Um, well, it's interesting because uh, app bundles can rank now on keywords. So they yeah. only rank, um, if I'm not, if that hasn't changed yet, but uh, they only rank on exact match. And so, you know, when you put your, your app title, um, Apple is gonna rank you <clears throat> on the keywords in that title and other keywords it associates with that those keywords. But for app bundles, and also this is also true for in-app purchases, 
um, uh, that they rank on keywords uh, that match exactly the name of that unbundle. And so that's actually quite interesting because you can have those bundles ranking and that will give you much more visibility to your app. And I think, I can't remember which keyword it was, but it was in the fitness space. I would write a keyword and I would see every app that ranked there. It was, you would first see their app and then you would see the app bundle and then another app and that app bundle. And so for every app, it actually gave them a double space. And so it's just really interesting in terms of, you know, giving more space and more visibility to your app. Yeah. Definitely do it. If it, if you have apps are very similar and you can create a bundle out of it, why not? Cause I don't think it'll hurt you and it can only help you and you can dominate the search results too. All right, Mel, do you have a hard stop in about seven minutes? Um, no, I can go actually, um, that went for 30 minutes more. So I'm, okay, I'm perfect. So we'll get into this last app and I apologize to better facts. So I guess three is the sweet number for us to audit every day, every Friday, but Centelli. So this is the app itself. Let me pull up the developer. So I've just wants keyword suggestions. All right. So this is perfect. This is, this is in our neck of the woods. So tell emotional intelligence and psychology. I will pull up the short description in a little bit, but I'll toss it up to you, Mel. Yeah. So, um, what I really liked about this one, it has like clear brand name and then it has like space for, you know, more generic keywords, which I think is a really nice practice. But I, what I felt when I read the title and the short description, I was kind of like, okay, but what's, what is this about? And why is that interesting? Like emotional intelligence, psychology, it's like interesting, but you know, people aren't searching that on, on the store. And then I, I, I when I, I looked at the screenshots, um, that's where I was like, oh, okay, I get the value for this app. And the screenshots was like, um, learn something every day, test your knowledge, um, engage in discussions. And I was like, oh, right. And so I was thinking, uh, it's really a shame, I think, that in your title and your description, you don't have like more action phrases like, hey, um, test your knowledge or, uh, you know, uh, learn something every day, learn something new, um, kind of use some, you know, action phrases to, to drive conversion. Because I, I feel like, you know, people who read that app, they kind of like see that the app title, they're kind of like, ooh, what is this about? And kind of just keep scrolling. So, yeah. On the other hand, I did want to add that um, Sintelli ranks number one on the keyword emotional intelligence, uh, right. which is actually a good volume keyword. So you should definitely keep that one in your title, but I would add something like emotional intelligence, learn emotional intelligence or, or something like, something like that. Um, and always check your Google keywords. They always give you great insights on what keywords are working for your app. Those are that aren't. Um, so yeah, few action phrases I thought was like learn new skills, learn something new every day, expand your knowledge. Um, those are the kind of things I, I would focus on, at least in the short description or, or the, the description as well. I mean, the app's doing pretty well. They've got over 7,000 reviews, I think yeah. over 500,000 downloads. So really good job there. But yeah, and I kind of agree with you. I I don't know. I can't even pull the short description on the, am I, where am I supposed to look on the yeah. app store itself? I have it here. Just let me read that. So download this leading education psychological app for expanding your knowledge. Okay. So it's right here about this app. This is right here. Yeah. And I, I guess one thing I didn't like that is like, don't focus so much on the action you want your user to do, which is down. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, on an ASO, ASO wise, like that is not an interesting keyword. Download an app that is not a keyword that, you know, will answer to a search a user is doing. Um, and try to focus more, okay, but what's the value for me? And that's where I'll be like, hey, you know, learn new skills every day uh, with this leading education psychological app or something like that. Like something more, more addressed to the user than something that like, hey, download my app, which is probably what every app in the app store wants you to do. 
Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I can see the short description right here. Download this app about this app. So yeah, like you, you want to have good keywords in here. The leading education, definitely not probably a good one. Psychology, you might even want to put emotional intelligence again, depending on how well you're ranking for that particular keyword. And then yeah, I, I I saw I also saw in the um in the description you mentioned like EQ tests and IQ tests and those have really good volumes. I would definitely um you know why not focus on those a bit more or mm -hmm. test your knowledge, knowledge quiz, learn every day. Or I, I saw another suggestion was get smarter. Um, those are all keywords that you know have a high volume and I think are worth um, targeting more in both description and short description. You know what, Mel? I, lo I love this keyword density tool so much. I'm gonna yeah, throw go a description yeah. in here. Let's see what happens. The articles, intelligence, emotional intelligence, you're doing well on. Yeah. EQ tests, yeah. Yeah, that's why they had EQ, EQ, EQ tests, but then I they didn't have IQ tests as much, and um, mm. I think the volume of IQ tests is, is higher, so I, you know. But emotional intelligence in here see how well that yeah they're so the ranking number one for emotional intelligence and it's, it's a really good volume keyword it's like a volume of 20 or something so um i definitely need that that's cool okay what i like to do when i'm doing this type of stuff if it's i mean i don't even know what this app is about frankly it's an emergency intelligence to offer you ticket eq test okay uh, okay. All right. I, I think I get a sense of what that is that, but that, like anybody authors or famous authors that are talking about psychology EQ. I know there's a lot of books. I'm a big e EQ fan, but I know there's a lot of books about EQ. Think about if they become particular keywords, run it through app tweak, see what the search volume is. If there is volume for it, like potentially these could be keywords that you throw in your long description. Cause they're probably not going to have high difficulty in terms of ranking yeah. for them too. Sure. And I did want to give a big up to the, the screenshots because I found them really clear, really nice. Um, like they're, they're, I think they're really good, mm -hmm. very simple. And you know, there's like learn, test, engage, and then and then learn something new, test your knowledge. I think that's really smart. Um, I was just wondering, like by curiosity, if um, the publisher tried to A/B test with that first screen because I found the first screen maybe a little too general. Like you know, I think it was like read, succeed, exceed, like okay, but. I felt the others were actually more convincing. So, but that's just a personal point of view. And obviously that, those are things you need to test, but I found them really, really neat. Yeah. And I think what I generally like to do with keywords is like the first two or three, kind of just really the three, especially on iOS. It's the first one is just like, what is your app? Like make it so crystal clear. Stop trying to be creative and more like, what is this branding going to say? Just be like, look, we are the best emotional, EQ test, taking the EQ test or whatever it is, right? Like go straight to it, especially because I think on Google play, some people have said like the, the words that you're using your screenshots may have yeah. some impact on keyword rankings. So go straight into it and then t talk about the social proof that you might have related to it. So whether it's Harvard business psychologists on blah, 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 you know, like whatever you might have on your website. And usually what I like to do Mel, when I'm doing these things, I'll just go visit their website because their website's probably done a pretty darn better job at selling the product than their screenshots do. Look at that title. That's great. Join thousands that never stop learning. That, that, I mean, that's much more powerful than download this app, uh, top educational app, I think. So. Right. I agree. And then it's, they usually have maybe at the end, but you know, they're like featured on or like Harvard, blah, 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 blah. And so like 
have those social proof. Look, I'll, I'll go to AppTweak and see if you guys have some social proof on here. But look, these are these are social proof symbols, right? These big companies are using AppTweak. And so those are the type of things that you definitely want in your screenshot because like, what do you do? Okay, ASO tool driven by data science, great. And then give me some social proof, more about what, you, what you're gonna get out of it. Boom, done, right? Like that's all you really need. And you do, you see it on websites all the time, but you just don't see it on the app stores and the same philosophy, the psychology is very relevant. It's like, what do you do right here? Big old bold, give me some trust symbols so that I wanna keep reading. And then what else do you do? Yeah, done. Here's what you can get out of it. So that's my, that's my advice on this. And I think we're good. So I apologize to better facts, but not getting to your app. Mel, the um, other thing I want to, go ahead. I just want to say, um, I actually wrote a few notes on each app. And so I can actually send that to you and you can forward that to, to okay. developers. So, so I, you know, I have a few tips for better facts app as well. I'll, I'll, I'll forward to you. Awesome. Thanks, Mel. The other things, let's see if there's any questions. The question I have for you, Mel, that I'm very curious about, and I've been, testing out with my clients is on Google play, you know, on Apple, you know, there's a whole Spanish Mexico trick and you can put English keywords in there and that helps your U S ranking anything like that on Google play. Well, actually, so, um, yeah, Google is, it, it's a real mess because well, it's just totally, it's not a mess. It's just a total different logic from Apple. So the idea is that on Apple, you have a country where you have an app store and that app store in that country is available in one or two languages. And you can then do that trick where you can just put, say, like double keywords into each language. But on Google, it doesn't work like that. Google is like, there's actually a store by language. And so it's not so much by country, it's by language. And so mm. um, you can optimize for Spanish. Well, Spanish Latin is a great example, but you can optimize for Spanish Latin America. And that's going to be the same for, you know, everywhere in. So whatever changes you do there are going to be applied across all Latin America, unless you use a custom listing. So yeah. There is that custom listing, which is kind of a nice trick to have like, you know, different keywords across different countries, but it's not going to double, you know, it's not like, it's not as cool as Apple where it's like this really great mm -hmm. way. It just doubles the amount of keywords you can appear on. I think Google, I, in general, I think Google actually, because that algorithm is based on density and so how frequently you repeat those keywords and a lot of other stuff, um, it's actually much harder to um, target a large number of keywords on Google than on Apple. So when I do my keyword list and I, I build a list of the keywords I want to focus on, that list is much bigger on Apple than on Google. So on Apple, it can read like 200 keywords based on like all the keywords, the single keywords I put and all the combinations that I found interesting of those words. Whereas on Google, I can be like at 50, max 80 keywords, which are just like, you know, keywords and keyword combinations, but it's really hard to get more than that because it, you know a, a keyword that you want to focus on you just have to repeat it and you can't repeat 50 keywords in, in your description so yeah that's no magic formula or no nice little trick like that on, on google thanks for making me feel sane i'm like am i doing this right <laughs> you know this, this is why i love this too all right maybe if we've got a couple of minutes so adolfo says thank you so thank you adolfo for showing up great looking game i've great advice thank you so i'm glad you got something out of it all right mel since we've got a couple of minutes, I'm gonna, and you wrote some notes. All right, what about this better facts? What kind of notes do you have here? Now I'll, I'll give um, the floor to yeah. you. So, yeah, first thing, of course, title should be longer because you have that space and those are keywords that will have a lot of, um, you know, impact or uh, a lot of weight. So um, I think I have it here, like better facts, that better facts app, that is like, what is it? Ooh. 
I don't know, you, you, you can go up to 50 characters and Betafax app is, is much less than that. It's 14, right. which, right. Is, which is, yeah, kind of a shame. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just, um, so what's hard with the, the, this app, obviously it's a very competitive space. You know, there's a lot of other facts apps uh, uh, in there. Uh, but I did find like, a, well, I can send this over, but I found like a first interesting trick I found is that the word facts or send facts has a volume of 40, which is really huge. But send faxes, so the plural has a volume of five. So that was my, my first thing, like, okay, whatever you do, just really focus on that single keyword, which is what mm -hmm. he's done, great. But, um, and then I found another, like some nice um, keywords were anything that's like photo to PDF or PDF to fax, photo to fax, scan and fax, like, at, like all of those like keywords, they had like a really nice volume. So I think those are definitely keywords that are interesting to, to get. And also I see here that um, in the subtitle, he put send facts from your iPhone, uh, from your phone. Um, that's good. I would even put iPhone on the app store because it just makes it even more personalized. And also Apple likes that and iPhone has a good volume in general. So um, I would even put iPhone. Um, and I would also say not only focus on the send part, but actually receive facts also has a great volume. And so don't focus only on like sending facts, actually receiving facts also People are also searching receive facts on uh, on mobile um, in the store, so I found that that was interesting um, as well. Um, what else did I write? Oh yeah, um, and uh, so they don't have a promo text from what I was seeing in in um, in uh, App Tweak. Maybe I can just very quickly show my screen because I found yeah, this. Up. I don't know how I can do that. There should be a show screen at the very bottom of your. Do you see that little panel? I get it. I get it. I was I was really zoomed in. <laughs> is that is that working? Yeah, let me pull that up to you. Tell me when to show your screen. Yeah, now? you can show. Okay. So yeah, I I just added a couple of like facts apps here, and I was comparing the promotional text, and I really like this one. So yeah, the name of the app is Facts, but the promo text was, "Do you have to work from home? Well, it makes it easy to fax anywhere, anytime, and that's really smart because." Even though, so the promo text is not indexed, and that doesn't matter because you know work from home. That's not a keyword you necessarily want to rank on. But the promo text is great because it appears um, on your on your app page, and I found it really catchy and really like up to date with what's happening now. And so I found that was like a really smart smart thing to do. So yeah, just take use of that. Don't forget that promo text. Not because it's not indexed that it's not useful. There, there can be some really nice things to add in there. I agree. Um, we yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, and then last was um, uh, on the, I, I really like the icon, some nice bold colors, very simple, the word facts really big, so that's really clear. Um, but in terms of screenshots, I think there's only three screenshots. I think there could be a little bit more, um, especially that there's this whole screenshot about um, unlimited facts and then scan. And then I was kind of thinking like, there's a, there's a step missing, you know, like, okay, scan. And then, you know, I'd, I'd like to have see something like from photo to PDF or something like really mm -hmm. easy. I don't know. So I found that it was like, you know, you, you have space and I think you can really add some stuff in, in the, and then one thing about the screenshots is I found it very hard to see what's actually in the screenshot and what's actually happening in the app. And, and I still think it's really interesting as a user to get an insight of what the app looks like. And the fact that, you know, there's that design where it's like on the side, it's very hard to actually figure out what, what that's about. So that's something I, I didn't like so much, but yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. think what what I'll say is the screenshots, I actually like the three, the landscape. Yeah, I like the landscape so I can show three. And I think what you can do is, the questions that I have is, 
send better it's unlimited faxes. That's cool. Scan anything, keep track. I don't know what the keep track is all about, but okay. Maybe like, you know, get notified when people receive it, something like that versus keep yeah. track. I think, you know, it was like, you know, your app doesn't just have free features and if the person is scrolling, you should, I think that you should show more value there. And one Great. last thing, yeah. strange, but probably because I'm in Europe, but it says like rated five star in Canada. I don't know. I, I wasn't a big fan of that. It kind of sounded like, oh, Canada's oh. the only the app works. In in the screenshot, it says that. Yeah. So I would I would definitely A/B test that. Try to see it, does that really convert better or not? Um, because I didn't get like a. It wasn't very convincing for me. It actually was yeah. like, kind of weird. But again, this is just my advice. I'm in Europe as well. I'm very far from Canada, so I was like, I don't care about Canada. Um, yeah, I don't care about Canada either. Sorry, Canada. <laughs> yeah, but so definitely test that to see if that's really worth putting there or not. I would remove it. Screw it. Let's just be yeah. bold. I, I don't think I don't think it solves anything unless you're in Canada. Like it really doesn't help anything, in my opinion. I think having three would be better. So, like the questions I have is what kind of number shows up. So that, that's a question I'm sending the facts, but like what number do I get a number? Do I have to pay for a number? So start thinking through that and I'll go through the app because they talked about monetization real quick and here. So recipient, okay. Put the ad document. Now I don't know what your monetization is, but here what I always feel is wasted space because three days free. Okay. I don't, that's interesting, but again, there is this huge, oh, I can't even cancel. It's so hard to cancel. Okay. Maybe the cancel is up here. Okay. They're asking again. I like it. So this main screen, Mel, like, I just feel like there's this huge space for add a document, which I don't really need that big of a space. And you can use this space to get me to subscribe, you know, like send yeah. unlimited facts or whatever you're trying to say here, like put that at the bottom somewhere. Yeah rather than using up this huge, like 80% of your, I don't know, 70% of your screens up here on this ad document, which I don't really need. So it could be smaller. Yeah. Actually, and, and even in app tool, so this is not a mobile app, but when you sign up, you're in a free trial and you have this banner that constantly says, hey, you liking this? Just yeah. you know, sign up now. And that actually works. That people just say, oh yeah, you know what? I'm gonna pay now, even though I could have stayed and have four, more extra free days and so that that kind of stuff works so make sure to wherever the user is there's always that catchy message so that he can sign up easily um yeah. on that screen that first screen mm -hmm. um you know very explicit in the sense that okay now i understand what this app is about I, I need to put a number i need to put a document and that's kind of what is missing in the screenshots um initial screenshots that we saw in the, in the app store yeah and we've kind of talked about this and we've we've done this in past live streams but i don't think this is the type of landing page that we're gonna really convert the best one that i've seen it done and people have already been testing that's in the audience that we were able to audit and he says it's performing better but <clears throat> is the reflectly one and i'll show you just the layout that they have and i would recommend going through that because it's Faxes are probably going to be a business. So it's a business decision. Most people are likely to pay more for a business decision than not. And so I like that. It's like three little quick little bullet points benefits. I like the whole number at the very top. I love the case studies right mm -hmm. here. If you don't have social proof, then talk about something else. Right. And you can borrow social proof or your app store ratings, some reviews there. I like the basic versus free breakdown. Yeah. And then the most asked questions, because this is what you normally see on a site like AppTweak, right? Like, hey, here's the FAQs. Here's what you get from the free trial versus the paid. Here's the, the premium versus the like enterprise level. 
Now, I also like the double opt-in, Mel, because I hit continue, then I see the pricing. So think about that with your pricing plan. Unlimited faxes, like I don't even know how much I get for free before mm -hmm. I want to pay you for the unlimited. So I just think I just think that we're moving towards this because that's what we do on the web and we're used to seeing on the web. And there's enough, <coughs> I need some water. There, there's enough case studies that show that that's probably the way that we're going to be headed rather than these really short landing pages because we're we're used to scrolling and we don't mind scrolling as long as you're keeping us enticed and interested and just to add on that um yep. in the other app i think what's really smart is that as you say we're used to scrolling but it's very discreet but it's really smart the way that they have calculated that every scroll actually leads you to a very specific message and you can actually without even scrolling that is already very convincing and that i think yeah. that's really important you know like without scrolling it needs to look good and then if you scroll you're like oh actually i'm getting more info and and those are for the people who need to be convinced but you know if, if, don't you force them to scroll if you know if you can just be convincing in the first screen that's great and then just add that extra info for those who are more you know need to be convincing Oh, hello. <laughs> Mel, I'm back. My computer. Yeah, I don't know if that was me or if that wasn't me. My computer completely pooped out on me, so I apologize. But it, it's just restarted right now. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Got a little glitchy at the end. Thank you guys for joining as well. Do you want to? So, the website, if you guys want to check them out, you saw some of the tools that we were able to use. There's a free ASO tool section that you should definitely check out. It is apptweak.com. Mel, if the audience wants to follow up with you, say thank you for coming on. Say thank you for putting up with Steve's glitchiness. Where do you want do you want them to go anywhere else? Um, no, that's fine. I mean, honestly, thanks, Steve, for having me. And yeah, do check out that app tool and feel free to reach out to me if you have more ASO questions. And and yeah, Steve, I'll send you my notes uh, if cool. you know if some of those 
um, publishers want more info. And thanks for having me. It was really, it was actually a lot of fun actually going through those apps. So I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, you're welcome anytime you want to come back on. Thank you guys for joining. Again, I apologize. My computer, I just was like, and then boop, gone. It's a new MacBook Pro too. Anyways, guys, next week, we're going to have Morella. We're going to talk all about retention. I don't know why I'm looking at that camera. The camera's right here. But the retention side of everything, retention and monetization. So if you're interested in that, definitely join next Friday, same time. Mel, thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thank you guys for watching. I hope to see you guys next week. And once again, go check out apptweak.com. All right. I'll see you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.